the Bible. From America's colonial period to her rise to become the richest, most powerful nation in history, the ideas and values that guide us, protect us, and hold our society together flow from the pages of this book of books. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Our founding documents affirm and build on the scriptural concepts of God-given, not state-granted rights, and of liberty under law. The biblical worldview shaped our work ethic, made education a priority, and birthed the notion of finite, limited government under divine authority. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The Pilgrims, the Puritans, the Founding Fathers, and American leaders throughout our history have emphasized the Bible's importance to America. The first and almost the only book worthy of universal attention is the Bible. John Quincy Adams. But for the book, we could not know right from wrong. All the things desirable to man are contained in it. Abraham Lincoln. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Calvin Coolidge. The Bible Live is your opportunity to listen to the Bible. A 15 to 20 minute reading every weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Now, here's the host of the Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout on this annual excursion through the Word. Soapy Dollar. All right. Thank you, Kevin Bell, for getting us into the program. And uh, Brian's on the board tonight. Thank you, Brian, for being there. And folks, thank you for listening to the Bible Live as we continue our way through the Scriptures. Tonight, we're picking up where we left off in our last program in the book of Ezekiel. This week and the next couple of weeks, we'll be reading through the prophetic books of Ezekiel and Daniel. This is one place where you can find a true, accurate description of the human experience. That's the thing I've come to conclude about the Bible, apart from this biblical revelation. You'll not find a better explanation for your own life, your life experience, whatever it has been. As you get into the scriptures and learn about the true, the living God, and about what God is wanting to accomplish in and through and with our lives here on this planet, you're going to find a lot of answers for your life. Not all the answers, not by any stretch, but a clearer explanation of our lives than you'll find in any other place. Well, I'll bring you up to speed with our reading from the book of Ezekiel tonight, picking up in chapter 11. But right now, let's go to our wisdom and worship segment. We continue our way through Psalm 119, picking up tonight at verse 97. All of these verses that talk about the beauty, the power, the wonder of the Word of God on the Bible Life. Psalm 119, 97 through 112. Oh, how I love your law. I think about it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for your commands are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your decrees. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I have refused to walk on any path of evil, that I may remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your laws, for you have taught me well. How sweet are your words to my taste! They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. 
Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I've promised it once and I'll promise again. I will obey your wonderful laws. I have suffered much, O Lord. Restore my life again just as you promised. Lord, accept my grateful thanks and teach me your laws. My life constantly hangs in the balance, but I will not stop obeying your law. The wicked have set their traps for me along your path, but I will not turn from your commandments. Your decrees are my treasure. They are truly my heart's delight. I am determined to keep your principles, even forever, to the very end. End of reading, Psalm 119, 97 through 112. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken, Lord. I'm accepted. You were condemned. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and you Everybody sing along now. How can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Beautiful song again, reminding us of the theme of the scriptures. No matter where we are in the scriptures, where we might be reading, Ezekiel, Daniel, Lamentations, Leviticus, whatever book you're in, Old or New Testament, the central personality is always the Messiah, the promised one, the Redeemer that God will send. The Old Testament is constantly pointing us toward God's redemptive plan. That's always the theme. We read about good times and bad times. Right now we're talking about a very difficult time in the lives of the people of Israel, of Judah. They have been conquered. Jerusalem has been destroyed. The temple has been burned. They are over in Babylon now. And Ezekiel is teaching and preaching to the people there, the Jews who have been taken into exile, even while Jeremiah is over talking to the people in Judah. But the message is the same. He is telling them clearly why they are there. God has intended this for them because of their wickedness and their sin. It's to bring about repentance. It's to bring about restoration. We should always know that God's discipline on our lives, God's spankings that he gives to us as his people, is always intended for restoration. It's always intended to restore us to obeying and trusting in the Lord, following his commandments and receiving his blessing. We'll pick up now in chapter 11, judgment on Israel's leaders. There is a great responsibility to being a leader, and God will hold us accountable. The Bible Life. Ezekiel 11, 1 through 15, 8. Ezekiel 11. Then the Spirit lifted me and brought me over to the east gateway of the Lord's temple, where I saw twenty-five prominent men of the city. Among them were Jaazaniah son of Azur and Pelatiah son of Benaiah, who were leaders among the people. Then the Spirit said to me, Son of man, these are the men who are responsible for the wicked counsel being given in this city. They say to the people, Is it not a good time to build houses? Our city is like an iron pot, Inside it we will be like meat, safe from all harm. Therefore, son of man, prophesy against them loudly and clearly. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon me, and he told me to say, This is what the Lord says to the people of Israel. Is that what you are saying? Yes, I know it is, for I know every thought that comes into your minds. You have murdered endlessly and filled your streets with the dead. 
Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. This city is an iron pot, but the victims of your injustice are the pieces of meat. And you are not safe, for I will soon drag you from the city. I will expose you to the war you so greatly fear, says the Sovereign Lord. I will drive you out of Jerusalem and hand you over to foreigners who will carry out my judgments against you. You will be slaughtered all the way to the borders of Israel, and then you will know that I am the Lord. No, this city will not be an iron pot for you, and you will not be the meat safe inside. I will judge you even to the borders of Israel, and you will know that I am the Lord, for you have refused to obey me. Instead, you have copied the sins of the nations around you. While I was still speaking, Pelatiah, son of Benaiah, suddenly died. Then I fell face down in the dust and cried out, O sovereign Lord, are you going to kill everyone in Israel? Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people still left in Jerusalem are talking about their relatives in exile, saying, They are far away from the Lord, so now he has given the land to us. Therefore give the exiles this message from the Sovereign Lord. Although I have scattered you in the countries of the world, I will be a sanctuary to you during your time in exile. I, the Sovereign Lord, will gather you back from the nations where you are scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel once again. When the people return to their homeland, they will remove every trace of their detestable idol worship, and I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their hearts of stone and give them tender hearts instead, so they will obey my laws and regulations. Then they will truly be my people, and I will be their God. But as for those who long for idols, I will repay them fully for their sins, says the Sovereign Lord. Then the cherubim lifted their wings and rose into the air with their wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel hovered above them. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the city and stopped above the mountain to the east. Afterward, the Spirit of God carried me back again to Babylonia, to the Judeans in exile there. And so ended the vision of my visit to Jerusalem. And I told the exiles everything the Lord had shown me. You're listening to the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Ezekiel 12. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, you live among rebels who could see the truth if they wanted to, but they don't want to. They could hear me if they would listen, but they won't listen because they are rebellious. So now put on a demonstration to show them what it will be like to go off into exile. Pack whatever you can carry on your back and leave your home to go on a journey. Make your preparations in broad daylight so the people can see you. For perhaps they will even yet consider what this means even though they are such rebels. Bring your baggage outside during the day so they can watch you. Then, as they are watching, leave your house in the evening, just as captives do when they begin a long march to distant lands. Dig a hole through the wall while they are watching, and carry your possessions out through it. As they watch, lift your pack to your shoulders and walk away into the night. Cover your face and don't look around. All of these actions will be a sign for the people of Israel. So I did as I was told. In broad daylight, I brought my pack outside, filled with the things I might carry into exile. Then in the evening, while the people looked on, I dug through the wall with my hands and went out into the darkness with my pack on my shoulder. The next morning, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, these rebels, the people of Israel, have asked you what all this means. 
say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. These actions contain a message for Zedekiah in Jerusalem and for all the people of Israel. Then explain that your actions are a demonstration of what will soon happen to them, for they will be driven from their homes and sent away into exile. Even Zedekiah will leave Jerusalem at night through a hole in the wall, taking only what he can carry with him. He will cover his face, and his eyes will never see his homeland again. Then I will spread out my net and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon, the land of the Babylonians, though he will never see it, and he will die there. I will scatter his servants and guards to the four winds and send the sword after them. And when I scatter them among the nations, they will know that I am the Lord. But I will spare a few of them from death by war, famine, or disease so they can confess to their captors about how wicked they have been. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, tremble as you eat your food. Drink your water with fear as if it were your last. Give the people this message from the sovereign Lord concerning those living in Israel and Jerusalem. They will eat their food with trembling and sip their tiny portions of water in utter despair because their land will be stripped bare on account of their violence. The cities will be destroyed and the farmland deserted. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Again a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, what is that proverb they quote in Israel? Time passes, making a liar of every prophet. Give the people this message from the sovereign Lord. I will put an end to this proverb, and you will soon stop quoting it. Now give them this new proverb to replace the old one. The time has come for every prophecy to be fulfilled. Then you will see what becomes of all the false visions and misleading predictions about peace in Israel. For I am the Lord. What I threaten always happens. There will be no more delays, you rebels of Israel. I will fulfill my threat of destruction in your own lifetime, says the Sovereign Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people of Israel are saying, His visions won't come true for a long, long time. Therefore give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. No more delay. I will now do everything I have threatened. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 13. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, speak against the false prophets of Israel who are inventing their own prophecies. Tell them to listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Destruction is certain for the false prophets who are following their own imaginations and have seen nothing at all. O people of Israel, these prophets of yours are like jackals digging around in the ruins. They have done nothing to strengthen the breaks in the walls around the nation. They have not helped it to stand firm in battle on the day of the Lord. Instead, they have lied and said, My message is from the Lord, even though the Lord never sent them. And yet they expect Him to fulfill their prophecies. Can your visions be anything but false if you claim this message is from the Lord, when I have not even spoken to you? Therefore this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because what you say is false and your visions are a lie, I will stand against you, says the Sovereign Lord. I will raise my fist against all the lying prophets, and they will be banished from the community of Israel. I will blot their names from Israel's record books, and they will never again see their own land. Then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. These evil prophets deceive my people by saying, All is peaceful, when there is no peace at all. 
It's as if the people have built a flimsy wall, and these prophets are trying to hold it together by covering it with whitewash. Tell these whitewashers that their wall will soon fall down. A heavy rainstorm will undermine it. Great hailstones and mighty winds will knock it down. And when the wall falls, the people will cry out, Where is the whitewash you applied? Therefore this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will sweep away your whitewashed wall with a storm of indignation, with a great flood of anger and with hailstones of fury. I will break down your wall right to the foundation, and when it falls, it will crush you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. At last my anger against the wall and those who covered it with whitewash will be satisfied. Then I will say to you, the wall and those who whitewashed it are both gone. They were lying prophets who claimed peace would come to Jerusalem when there was no peace. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Now, Son of Man, also speak out against the women who prophesy from their own imaginations. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Destruction is certain for you women who are ensnaring the souls of my people, both young and old alike. You tie magic charms on their wrists and furnish them with magic veils. Do you think you can trap others without bringing destruction on yourselves? You turn my people away from me for a few handfuls of barley or a piece of bread. By lying to my people who love to listen to lies, you kill those who should not die, and you promise life to those who should not live. And so the Sovereign Lord says, I am against all your magic charms, which you use to ensnare my people like birds. I will tear them from your arms, setting my people free like birds set free from a cage. I will tear off the magic veils and save my people from your grasp. They will no longer be your victims. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You have discouraged the righteous with your lies, when I didn't want them to suffer grief. And you have encouraged the wicked by promising them life, even though they continue in their sins. But you will no longer talk of seeing visions that you never saw, nor will you practice your magic. For I will rescue my people from your grasp. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 14. Then some of the leaders of Israel visited me, and while they were there, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, these leaders have set up idols in their hearts. They have embraced things that lead them into sin. Why should I let them ask me anything? Give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. I, the Lord, will punish the people of Israel who set up idols in their hearts so they fall into sin and then come to a prophet asking for help. I will do this to capture the minds and hearts of all my people who have turned from me to worship their detestable idols. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the Sovereign Lord. Repent and turn away from your idols and stop all your loathsome practices. I, the Lord, will punish all those, both Israelites and foreigners, who reject me and set up idols in their hearts so they fall into sin, and who then come to a prophet asking for my advice. I will turn against such people and make a terrible example of them, destroying them. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And if a prophet is deceived and gives a message anyway, it is because I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet. I will stand against such prophets and cut them off from the community of Israel. False prophets and hypocrites, evil people who claim to want my advice, will all be punished for their sins. 
In this way, the people of Israel will learn not to stray from me, polluting themselves with sin. They will be my people, and I will be their God, says the Sovereign Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, suppose the people of a country were to sin against me, and I lifted my fist to crush them, cutting off their food supply and sending a famine to destroy both people and animals alike. Even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were there, their righteousness would save no one but themselves, declares the Sovereign Lord. Or suppose I were to send an invasion of dangerous wild animals to devastate the land and kill the people. Even if these three men were there, the Sovereign Lord swears that it would do no good. It wouldn't save the people from destruction. Those three alone would be saved, but the land would be devastated. Or suppose I were to bring war against the land, and I told enemy armies to come and destroy everything. Even if these three men were in the land, the Sovereign Lord swears that they could not save the people. They alone would be saved. Or suppose I were to pour out my fury by sending an epidemic of disease into the land, and the plague killed people and animals alike. Even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were living there, the Sovereign Lord swears that they could not save the people. They alone would be saved by their righteousness. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. How terrible it will be when all four of these fearsome punishments fall upon Jerusalem. War, famine, beasts, and plague destroying all her people and animals. Yet there will be survivors, and they will come here to join you as exiles in Babylon. You will see with your own eyes how wicked they are, and then you will feel better about what I have done to Jerusalem. When you meet them and see their behavior, you will agree that these things are not being done to Israel without cause, says the Sovereign Lord. Ezekiel 15 Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, how does a grapevine compare to a tree? Is a vine's wood as useful as the wood of a tree? Can its wood be used for making things like pegs to hang up pots and pans? No, it can only be used for fuel. And even as fuel, it burns too quickly. Vine branches are useless both before and after being put into the fire. And this is what the Sovereign Lord says. The people of Jerusalem are like grapevines growing among the trees of the forest. Since they are useless, I have set them aside to be burned. And I will see to it that if they escape from one fire, they will fall into another. When this happens, you will know that I am the Lord. And I will make the land desolate because my people have been unfaithful to me, says the Sovereign Lord. End of reading, Ezekiel 11, 1 through 15, 8. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We just read it tonight in the Psalms in our Wisdom and Worship segment. And uh, we see the wisdom that comes from obeying God's word. This is so crucial a message that we receive and understand how important God's word, the Bible, is to us here in the 21st century. Those of us who know and love the Lord, it is vital to us that we know and follow this word, this book, and by that, I mean that we understand and get to know the God of the Bible, the true and living God. We need to know God, and we need to know and learn his ways. What are the priorities? What are the criteria by which God moves and acts and judges men and nations in this world today? 
they are the same criteria that God used in the times of Ezekiel. All kinds of things are happening in the world today. If you read the news, you'll see all kinds of news stories. The international and domestic politics, unemployment and problems and scandals and corruption of all kind. And you'll see international reports of how nations are doing economically. Stories about leaders and about trends and about fashion. What does it all mean? Is there any rhyme or reason to it? Is there any central driving purpose? Well, yes, there is. The Bible explains clearly that for God in creating humanity and creating this world, the driving purpose is that he is calling out a people for himself. So whatever else has happened, rainstorms and flooding or famine and drought, earthquakes, tornadoes, tsunamis or wildfires, whatever kind of news story you might ever read, athletics, scientific discoveries, space travel or whatever it is, none of it matters as much as that one central story that God is calling out a people for himself. And in that context, these events are to be evaluated to the extent, how do they affect the harvest? How do they affect the calling of men and women to himself? Here in the book of Ezekiel, God has used a drought. He has used suffering, bringing judgment on the people of Judah in the south. Instead of being a beacon of light and hope to the nations around them, guiding them to know and follow the true and living God and to live in godliness and in holiness, they have become evil and wicked and perverse and twisted and violent and corrupt as the people around them. And so now the judgment of God falls upon them. And we're watching this process. As we open tonight, there is a prayer meeting, actually, a group of leaders from Judah meeting in Ezekiel's home. That started back in chapter 8. In chapter 8, there begins this long vision of Ezekiel being taken back in a vision to Jerusalem. He's observing the corruption among the leaders there. And as we pick up in chapter 11, Ezekiel is declaring judgment on the leaders. People of influence will be held accountable for their influence. He is meeting in his home with 25 prominent men of the city, and he is telling them how responsible they will be. Our leaders today in this nation as well need to know leaders will be held accountable for their influence. And remember, folks, we're not just talking about political leaders or societal leaders. Everyone is a leader. You have people that follow your leadership. You have influence over some circle of people, and you will be held responsible, all of us will, for the influence that we exert. Now, God reveals here in chapter 11 that the people in exile are going to be restored because the exile, the judgment, the discipline of God will have produced the fruit of repentance in their lives. We see Ezekiel in chapter 12 being an actor, carrying out a dramatic role of Zedekiah being taken into exile. And then there's a warning for religious leaders especially, and particularly women religious leaders. Very interesting commentary. See you next the time. Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. 
Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word. 